This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. My name is Brandy Stark and I am your host. And today we have Linda Dobson Hacker who is going to be talking with us about her psychic medium abilities. And we're going to focus a little bit on what she does with pets. So we will introduce her and get started with her episode right after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Paranormal Pets. With me today is Linda Dobson Hacker, who has been a practicing psychic medium since 2004, but she discovered her abilities through meditation in 1991. Among her specialties are connecting aging or ill pets with loved ones on the other side prior to passing, which gives comfort to the pet owners knowing that there is someone to greet their beloved. Other specialties are assisting suicided individuals to accept aid on the other side from specialized loving beings who help them to understand there can be healing even after suicide. Linda's background is in art, interior design, and writing, but her passions are her psychic and mediumship abilities and to help others through connections with the other side for understanding and healing. And uh, we're going to make sure that folks get a hold of your information. But if you are curious and you want to find out a little bit more while we're talking, you can check out conversations-otherside.com. And she also holds monthly group sessions in Sebring, Florida. So welcome to the show, Linda. How are you doing today? I'm great, Brandy. How are you? Well, we are pretending to be as quiet as possible to keep all of the beloved children (laughs) quiet. Anybody who's listened to this show knows I have no control anymore, but fingers crossed. And I know, I know this will be kind of a fun episode. So let me ask you, how did you discover your abilities? Well, I would like to be able to tell you that I had an angel at the end of my bed when I was a child that said, you will be doing this one day, but that absolutely is not how it happened. It was very subtle. I began meditating in the early 90s when we moved to Sebring, and I was also studying mediumship and psychic abilities and automatic writing. So out of the blue, I had a friend who had passed from the town I was from in Central Florida, and he kept coming to me in a dream. After the third time, he said, I had some things I want to tell you, Linda. And I woke up immediately. It startled me. I thought, okay, maybe it's time for me to try some of these things I've been reading about. So I went into a light meditation one day, sat down, and 
asked Chris, are you there? He came streaming in and I just wrote down what he was telling me. So after, yeah, it was very interesting. I was stunned when I began to read back out loud to myself what uh, he had said to me. And I knew it wasn't coming for me. It absolutely was Chris. So after that, we had two or three conversations like that. But I began feeling him around me all the time, and I became very uncomfortable with it. And I asked him to please back off, and he was very accommodating with that. So I put that on the back burner until 2004 when we had a friend pass, and I told my husband that it's time for me to do this again. So that day at noon, he passed that morning, I sat down and said, I'm going to call him Bill. Are you there? And he came streaming in as his vibration was just off the chart. And I asked a silly question, said, what's wrong? Well, that was a dumb question because he just passed. Everything was wrong. And he <laughs> said to me, that, yeah. and that's still, I feel silly saying it, but that's just an automatic question. Absolutely. So I said, what's wrong? And he said, well, I'm right here with my wife, but she can't feel me. And she was crying and upset and was trying to comfort her. I said, well, Bill, would you like for me to call her and tell her about our conversation? And he absolutely did. And I knew she would be open to it because she knew some of the things that I do. Mm -hmm. They were called. It helped her tremendously. And she just kind of tuned in knowing he was there with her. So she began to tell people about what I do. And I was flying by the seat of my pants. I absolutely didn't know what I was doing or didn't think I did. And people began calling me from sessions and it has just increased since then. Wow. Now, let me ask you, do you currently have pets? Yes, I do. We've had numerous cats through the years. Right now, we have a boxer named Jay-Z, and we have a hound mix named Lexi, and I have a 17-year-old cat named Tammy Faye. Okay. Is that for the televangelist back in the day? Yes, because she had, when she was tiny, we first got her, she had long lashes, white lashes. She's a tuxedo. And my husband said, oh my God, she looks like Tammy Faye Baker. So that stuck. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. Now, since you have pets, was having a pet or being a pet owner, did this actually help you begin linking up pets with loved ones? I mean, did you actually have an experience with your own pets who passed on? Yes, we had a Dalmatian named Holly. And after she passed, she passed 10 years ago from arthritis in her back. I would walk her daily. And after she passed, I would still go for the same walks and I would invite her to go with me. And in my mind's eye, I could see her running because that's the passion of the Dalmatian is to run. They used to run with the carriages and horses way back. And she would run up in the air, make huge circles in the air, come back down on the sidewalk and go up again. And it was just so much fun watching her do that. We did that for a long time. And that's how it started for you? Well, no, that was just one of my experience I had. Okay. Then how did you get to the idea of, and I love the idea of linking uh, a, a pet that is passing to a person who's on the other side. How did that come to you? Well, that was by accident too. I had a close friend, I'll call her Beth, and she had adopted a pit bull and she developed cancer very quickly after she rescued her. And she was having a horrible time making a decision of what to do about putting her down. So she called me one day and said, can you please tune into Mati, that was the dog's name, and see what's going on with her. And said, just plain out, ask her, is she ready to go? So I did. And I heard this voice say, yes, really loudly. I'm not so sure that came from the dog. Did not know where it came from. So I told Beth and it was relief for her. Great relief. Now she knew she could do it. 
So she made the appointment for the next day and her husband was out of town. So I told her I would go with her. I was getting ready that morning. I was in the shower and this man comes in, which is not uncommon when I'm in the shower to have the ones on the other side pop in. And I knew who it was immediately. It was a friend of Beth's. His name was Gary. So Gary said, tell Anne I will be there to catch Monty when she crosses over. I thought, oh my gosh, this is brand new. I don't even know what this is about. So after I got out and got ready, I called Anne immediately and told her that Gary would be there. And it was a huge comfort for her to know that. So we took the dog, had her put down, and Gary caught her, so to speak. And she's still with him today. Oh, that's amazing. I think out of all of the years that I've been doing this show, you are the first to to describe that type of connection to actually having a caretaker on the other side. And I have to say, I mean, as I said, I find that to be quite fascinating. And in fact, I think what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. But when we get back, we will talk to the folks out there about what we experienced when you and I did a session. And, uh, and then we'll talk about, uh, you know, pets coming back to us, reincarnating in another body. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right. So we will be right back after these messages. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. So welcome back. And Linda, we had a really unique session a couple weeks ago. So I've known you because of the Spirits of St. Petersburg, which we have a Facebook page and you've been posting some of your things that you're doing in Sebring, which is absolutely fascinating. And I love the fact that put a beautiful albino peacock as your image. I mean, it's just, it's stunning and it's definitely very eye-catching. So when we were talking, we kind of had this interesting experience. So this kind of ties to the idea of connecting pets with somebody on the other side, and even the idea of pets returning to us in another body. So I'm going to preface this with just a brief story that comes from essentially the Inuit or indigenous cultures, but it's the story of the caribou man. And I, for many years, have found this interesting because the idea is that when the caribou are hunted, their souls go to a 
basically a spectral guardian named the caribou man. I mean, it makes sense. And caribou man cares for these souls and he sends them back in the spring when it's time to be reborn. Now, caribou man does have quite a bit of power because if the caribou that are killed are not properly honored, they will report that to this guardian and he will not send the souls back until they have been respected, which I always think is a great little caveat to that story. But we were talking about, well, let's start with the first little bit in which you and I, we were talking about some of the pugs that have passed over. And Mm -hmm. I sent this clip to our producer who's going to play it for us. And then we'll talk a little bit about that. Achilles just passed away in March. I had to put him to sleep because he uh, he was in the active process of dying, but he lingered for quite a while. And yeah. Yeah. Um, his brother, his litter mate, died about three years prior to him. And I always wondered if his brother Odysseus waited for him. Again, this man has just been collecting your pets. I'm thinking from way, way, way back. He's got a lot of them then. <laughs> How we did Pug Rescue. I'm telling you, I'm seeing them jumping up and down, jumping up and down around his feet, just yapping. They're excited. They're happy. They're content. He has done an excellent job. He's not like a spirit guide or something like that, guardian angel. He's saying no. Come on. Talk to us. Tell us your name. It'd have to be somebody who passed away quite some time ago. Yeah. Hmm. And that may be why not connecting there. Could be even a great-grandfather for all I know. Who's Frank? Frank is my mother's father, so that could be. Okay. Oh, okay. He's shaking his head. Yes, like, why can't you just give more than just Frank, you know? Help us out a little bit. Okay. Oh, was he a dog person? Yes, and in fact, my mother's parents had pugs. He was a farmer, and he he was, I don't know if he, he was tall. I wouldn't call him thin, but I think he died when I was 16. So that was our session. Now that was part of an overarching longer session, obviously, but I thought that was quite fascinating because again, it was interesting to hear about a family member who was taking care of the pugs and that they kept coming back to me. And that wouldn't surprise me, honestly. I've been trying to figure out some of the pugs that I have. And I I don't know if I told you this or not, but I do have some of the paranormal pugs who come paranormal investigating with me. And The current one is Patroclus, whose birthday is March the 23rd. I had a 15-year-old and then subsequently Achilles, who was 16, who passed away basically over the past two years. And I decided it was time to get younger pugs. And I, I don't normally get puppies, but I've kind of weaned off of pug rescue a little bit because I'm a terrible foster and I keep everything. So... I decided it was time. And we found... And this took... um. There were no puppies out there. I mean, anywhere. And of course, you have to check in on the backgrounds and the breeders and make sure everything's ethical and recommendations and vet checks. And But we finally found one that was up in Newport, Ritchie. And we went up to get who the puppy that is now Neoptolemus. And the weirdest thing is that uh, months later, I discovered that Neoptolemus and Patroclus, who were bought 10 years apart literally have the same birthday. A few weeks later, my mother, who is not allowed to do this anymore, (laughs) was looking in the paper and discovered um, a 12-week-old pug puppy who nobody had gotten. 
And she's like, well, we should call on this. I'm like, oh, and I, I only wanted one at the time, but we called. We were like the third or fourth person in line. And lo and behold, we got this call that, you know, nobody else worked out and were we still interested. And so we ended up with the pug that is now Ajax. And his birthday <laughs> is the 22nd of March. I've never had three unrelated pugs <laughs> that I got from three separate areas over 10 years all have these similar birthdays. It also turns out, by the way, Ajax shares the birthday with William Shatner. So I'm like, oh, even better. <laughs> so it's interesting because I've oftentimes wondered if Neoptolemus isn't perhaps Odysseus or Odyssey, I should say, who's come back because he is one of the most unusual pugs that I've, I can honestly say I've ever had. And I do feel like he is almost like a small child, like a five or six-year-old mischievous boy, uh, because that's just how he behaves. I thought he'd calm down at a year old. I was, I was just delighted that we survived to his first birthday because there were days I wasn't sure. So in this context, we were talking. So what is your, uh, your ideology on pets returning to us? How does that work out? Well, I absolutely do believe that they return to us. They are an extension. What I believe is they are an extension of our energy. Therefore, they're connected to us through time and they can absolutely come back. In fact, we invited Holly, the Dalmatian, to come back. She tore us to pieces. As you know, it happens whenever you lose a pet. We said we can't do this again. Over time, uh, six years later, my husband's sister had a litter of boxers and said, okay, I think it's time to do this. So uh, we drove up to Pennsylvania to pick him up and brought him back. He was four months old. But I have a little bit of a backstory here before I go any further. I used to walk Holly every morning on leash, of course, and I would let her run out the extension of the leash. She would come around to my right side, come around behind me up on the left side, run way out the extension of the leash again, and she'd do it over and over and over. Since she was a runner, she loved to have that exercise. So when we brought Jay-Z back, I began walking him, same route I used to with Holly, and he was still just a baby, but he was a large baby. He was, he's a very big boxer, and I would let him run out on the leash and just see what he'd do. The first time, Brandy, he came around on my right side, came around behind me, came up on my left side and ran out the extension of the leash again. And he kept doing it. I thought, oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm watching this. I had absolutely invited Holly back to come back, telling her we were getting another dog. And I thought, well, we'll just see if this happens or not. Play it by ear. But that wasn't the only. And he, even to this day, he still does that. But that wasn't the only indicator that it was Holly. They have the same demeanor, sweet nature. And I mentioned to my husband one day that, you know, that Jay-Z really does remind me of Holly. And he, he agreed, which kind of stunned me that he agreed with me. But yeah, we're pretty sure that's Holly. And that's amazing. Now, have you had other people tell you about pets coming back to them? No, I don't think we've ever really had that kind of conversation. I haven't with a client before. Um, okay. Not that I can recall, which is odd. Well, give it time. <laughs> give it time. <laughs> I might now. I don't know that people really are aware of that or, or even consider that or think about it. You, you have to really be in tune like you and I are to, to notice those things. And I've had um, at least one other friend or a couple of friends, actually. But then again, I run in the paranormal circle. So I, I have yes. some folk out mm -hmm. there. And they have told me that the pets come back. And it 
as I said, Neoptolemus is a, a bit of an enigma to me. I mean, pugs are pugs, but he's an uber pug. So I, I do wonder, uh, because Odyssey was my first pug. He was the first paranormal pug. He was the, and in fact, he's how I got this show, believe it or not. Uh, I was interviewed by Mark and the, uh, and I think her name was Dusty years and years and years ago, because I'm, I'm old now, but that's fine. Um, and uh just this idea, you know, I kind of have always wondered if they, uh, if they come back or not, because there are times. Now I have to mix into this that I also own pet rats. So uh, rats, <laughs> I adore, I love them dearly. And if I am adopting four from Rat Rescue this weekend, God help me, but uh, they're hairless and I can't help myself. <laughs> but, you know, rats, the only issue with them is that they come and go so quickly. I mean, their lives are two to three times the length that they would be in the wild, but they're only still two to three years in captivity. Uh, out in the wild, they live about a year. So I sometimes wonder if if we don't toss those rats in there too. <laughs> I don't know how many, how many pets are coming back at any time. But let me ask you then, since folks have not yet come up with, and, and you might start getting these stories now, I hope, yeah. pet reincarnation stories. How about other interesting encounters that you've had? Are there any interesting sessions that you're willing to share? Oh, sure. I have tons of them. <laughs> I have one in particular that I just love. This has been 11, 12 years ago. I was doing group sessions at a pub in a historic hotel that is now closed down. It would have been a great place to do a paranormal visit. And I was doing group sessions there and I had a woman come in. She had signed up. I had not seen her in years. And when she came in, I gave her a hug and I saw it was either a horse or a donkey. And I couldn't tell which one it was. I didn't say anything to her. So when it came time for her message, I reached out to her and said, well, her name was Nancy. I'm seeing either a horse or a donkey. And she screamed, really, and started wailing. And I thought, oh, my God, what have I done? I mean, it's disturbing. Everybody in there that had this look of shock on their face. And so I waited for her to calm down. And she finally was able to speak and said, it's Albert. He was my mule. He's the only reason I came here today. So Albert the mule showed up. And that explained the donkey horse. I couldn't tell what it was. So what, we all started laughing after that. And she was laughing. It brought the energy down because we were all upset. But that's, that's really my favorite story. But I have another interesting story about a Rottweiler. I was okay. over in Sarasota doing some training. And I had a woman contact me. So I went to her home, which I typically don't do. She had recently been divorced. And her Rottweiler had passed after that. So she was lonely. She was upset. She was just in a bad state. And she wanted to reach out to the dog. So I tuned in and he was there. And I got the weirdest energetic message off the dog. And I was so hesitant in saying it to the woman, but not, that's what I'm there for. I'm going to deliver the message. I said, this dog, what I'm getting from him was more of a husband to you than what your husband was. I said, it was almost like a marriage between the two of you, not sexually. I don't mean it that way. She started wailing and she said, you're absolutely right, Linda. That's exactly how I felt about him. And I said, well, the dog feels that way too. And so oh. she was comfortable knowing he was fine. He was there with her. And you never know what you're going to get in these sessions. You absolutely need to expect the unexpected. 
You are quite correct. I mean, I've, I've been doing a paranormal investigation 25 years and I, you know, I've had multiple generations of Spirits of St. Petersburg members come and go. And I've always had to, to remind them that no matter how strange it may sound, <laughs> you know, write it in your notebook and share it with us when we come back with the, because we'll do a walkthrough. It first, everybody kind of gets their notes together, and then we come back together to discuss it so that they're kind of going through cold. And yeah, it is that it's the weirdest stuff, but then it makes sense, you know, to the person. I mean, it, it's great when that happens. And there's that to the other side. I mean, it's, um, it's always remarkable. I, I do tell folks, even if you're a skeptic, I really think that everybody has at least that one supernatural experience or impression that you know, kind of rattles them. I think we all get at least one that's, mm -hmm. uh, that can never either get over or explain. And I think, I think it's just a nice little nudge from the other side, just to keep us guessing and going, right? That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Yep. Now I know you do some work with Sebring, but uh, how can people get in contact with you and what are you doing now and in the future? Okay. Well, I have a group session coming up at in Anthony's Lounge at Highlands Lakeside Theater in Sebring. Um, it's on, it's the 24th of this month. Doors open at 1230 and messages start at 1. You can reach me by phone or text 863-381-4063. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to my website, conversations-otherside.com. I also book private sessions and you can reach out to me for those. I do those either Facebook Messenger or my phone. Excellent. I'm here for anyone. That's great. And I can vouch for the Facebook Messenger because that's how we uh, we did the last one. So, and you were very patient with that because we were we were kind of doing that uh, that duct tape technology thing. That's right. Were, but it was and it was a lot of fun. It was really quite neat. So I really appreciate that. All right. So you're going to keep up with the Highlands Theater. If people are interested, definitely uh, get in touch with Linda. If you all are out there and are still into rescuing animals, please do so. Remember, at least locally, uh, we have Pug Rescue of Florida. In South Florida, there's Compassionate Pug Rescue and there's Florida Rat Rescue. I think there's a rescue for just about everything that's out there. Uh, and just remember that we've got all these little souls out there uh, that are in need of good and loving homes. So, Linda, I want to thank you so much for doing this episode with me. This is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We'll have to touch base again as you get more stories and maybe we okay. can just do an episode of, of some of your favorite sessions. How does that sound? That sounds great, Brandy. Thank you so much for inviting me. You are welcome. Y'all have a great day out there and happy haunting. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.